Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Norm Schriever, your co-host on the Tea and Mortgage podcast featuring John Coleman of JC Mortgages in Ireland. Uh, this is episode number three of the Tea and Mortgage podcast. And before we kick off, we just wanted to thank everyone for the support. It's been really fun starting this podcast, talking about property and mortgage and just life in Ireland. And through the first two episodes, we've gotten a lot of support, a lot of followers and listens and people sharing. So we really, really appreciate it. And we hope you get a lot out of this podcast. Thanks again. And without further ado, here's the Tea and Mortgage podcast. All right, John, now on the Tea and Mortgage podcast, it's the beginning of March already. And every month, right at the beginning of the month, you put out a wonderful recap of the property and mortgage market in Ireland for the previous month. And we have that on YouTube. You email it out to clients and friends. It's on social media. But on the podcast today, we were going to do a recap of your recap. So let's see what you got for us. <laughs> I love your use of words, Norm. A recap of a recap. Okay, well, I'm going to keep this um, like the month of February. I'm going to keep this very, very short. Um, obviously, as I've, I've been going on about the interest rates going up now for maybe three or four months, um, but one would have thought logically that demand might have been affected. Um, as it stands, two months into the into 2023, it hasn't been the case. My number of applications that I put into the, the banks this year has gone up by 20% in the first two months of last year. The number of wow. inquiries that are coming at me I, I it's it just doesn't stop right mm. um so but i am and i and I, this is the point I, I keep making but i am telling people if who are starting to plan now they need to be planning on the basis that interest rates might go up by two percent because if that has happened in the next six months the banks will want to see that the person would have been able to meet those repayments so mm. that's so so is so so important on another kind of related point in relation to the demand i'm having clients tell me that they're getting involved in bidding wars still so this is 2023 interest rates wow. have gone up by almost three percent and there's still bidding wars going on so it kind of ha my point has always been that i didn't see prices falling this year um based on the gap that was there between supply and demand and i still yeah. don't see that but demand will have to sh will, will will dampen a little bit purely because well the banks won't lend the people as much money so if the People don't have enough so much money they can't they can't get involved in bidding wars but as it stands i'm not gonna i'm certainly gonna predict the prices will not fall this year um that is something yeah. but i i would hope that they would just kind of stay at a, at a level level so that people at least can make it happen you know yeah normalize a little bit and cool yeah. down the and how about for your favorite your favorite chestnut which is bank service <laughs> I was hoping you. I was. I was actually going to leave that out of the recap of the recap. Oh no, that's the good uh, yeah, stuff. No. <laughs> go on your. Go on your epic rant now. <laughs> no, remember the banks ultimately pay me, so I have to. Um, I don't want to uh, kill them, <laughs> but at the same at the same time, I. Uh, you, 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 they are obliged to provide a certain service, um, and currently, it's fair to say that that's not happening with most of them. Um, like some of the banks are taking between five to six weeks to say yes. Others are mm. kind of taking two to two and a half weeks. Now I am being told the work is being done, but um, well, I won't say I'll believe it when I see it, but it's maybe how I feel, you know, there, there's room for improvement. That's the, there is news, definitely huh? room for improvement and it's in everyone's interest. It's in 
the bank's interest, it's in the client's interest, it's in my interest. So they are certainly, it's not something that they're doing deliberately. They have, it is a sort of a, um, the, the number of banks that have been reduced has certainly normally as the level of business that's coming at them is basically um much higher than it would have been if the other yeah. if there were other banks out there and um, but what they haven't done is resourced up to actually cater uh, for that demand you know yeah that's a great point great point well yeah thank you for that wonderful recap of the recap and if people would <laughs> are like we, are to we act- going to call about every every month now no uh, every month i love it every month the joke won't get old and if, if people actually want the real recap of course, they could email you, message you. They could go to your social media. We post it, YouTube. Um, so it's a it's a great video, short video that you put out to help people every month. So I encourage people to find that. All right, John, now we are currently recording this on the second day of March, and hopefully it's on the airwaves very soon. And so I wanted to get your take on what people have to look forward to in March there in Ireland. Yeah, no, Norm, in relation to March, well, the the days are getting longer, which is always great. It, you tend to find more houses come onto the market because, again, people selling feel that the house is going to look better with more with more light and the, the mm-hmm. psychology of selling comes comes to play there in that case. But in, in March in general in Ireland, well, um, I'm sure you're well aware as an American Patrick's Day and you will have mm. a lot a lot of americans will, will come over just for that weekend um it can be carnage to be brutally honest with you um, i tend to stay away from it um, smart man get, smart I man i think i'm yeah. getting i'm getting too mature it's kind of boring really but um um in my youth i would have been right smack in the middle of it but um so that's coming up and obviously saying as you know the 17th of march and it's a friday um, this year, which is always great, means it's a nice long weekend. It's not broken up in the middle, um. But yeah, no, it's 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 very hectic. You'll have, um, from about the twelfth, um, you'll have people coming over for St. Patrick's. I actually have a couple of friends coming over to stay with me myself, um, and um, I'm hoping they don't want to stay too long because a bit like you were mentioning earlier on, um, before this that uh, you had friends visiting you, well. I I don't really I don't two nights is I can handle. I think they're talking about coming for four or five. I think I have a yeah. job to do as well, you know. So you know you know what's uh, so funny. There's a a saying my mom always used to say, and she's German, right? And she used to say, um, I'll paraphrase, but sounds better in German. But uh, something like uh, house guests. Well, give us and, your German version of oh, it. Oh, I can't even say it. But it, in English, it's something like house guests and fish start smelling after three days. <laughs> okay, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, that's why I'm hoping it's two because that's I think that's the perfect number you know yeah yeah but i didn't realize also that people actually and a lot of americans actually come to ireland just for saint patrick's day oh it's it's incredible it's it because and i'm going to make fun of the american um nationality here so don't i hope you've got a picture please, please do uh, <laughs> <laughs> here you'd be talking to you'd meet an american yeah i yeah, know i'm irish oh are you irish well, where are you born i know my mother's brother, sister, <laughs> and grandfather comes from Ireland. So suddenly everyone wants to claim to have a certain bit of Irish and that they're of Irish heritage. So it's a kind of a common. That's definitely I, I a no US idea thing. why. No, that's, that's definitely a, a US thing in general. Like, you know, yeah. 
you're Italian, you're uh, this, you're, you know, it's, it's not, no one says, oh, I'm American. Like that 0% of the time people say that it, it really refers to like your, your parents or grandparents or your lineage, your ethnicity, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So would you, would you, when you're asked, do you bring up Germany? Uh, I'm an alien. That's what I say. I'm, I don't know where the, I'm a citizen of the world. I don't know where I belong, where I'm from, but I got beamed down here just to help you on this podcast. I think, huh? Oh, well, listen, I'm thanking the man above, <laughs> but you know, what's funny with St. Patrick's day in, in the U S it's a big deal. Um, well, they, and they, it's, they, they paint the rivers green and stuff like that as well. Yeah. There's sometimes yeah. they put like Chicago, I know does that where the whole river is green and then some restaurants, you know, do green food with food color. There's green beer. People are dressing up in green, you know, pin, you could pinch someone if they're not wearing green or something like that, but it's also a big drunken fest with the, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, with the youth and they don't even know what it stands for you know they know it has something to do with ireland but the, everyone's it's like an excuse just to get sloppy drunk i think yeah party excuses is fair enough but um, I'm, I'm in effect you'd find a lot of american students making it over to Ireland for that weekend and for that reason not because they, they feel they're irish but because yeah it, it's a great excuse and it's a great party time over here well, I know there's a lot more to the, the 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 culture and the life and you know everything in Ireland that Ireland than just the cliche of St. Patrick's Day. So, what else do you guys have going on in March that you're looking forward to? Oh God, you've got me there. Where is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's a lot of rugby going on at the moment. Um, Ireland at the minute have a very very good um rugby. I don't know if it's a, it's a sport you're actually familiar with, uh, Norm. Um, but they're the actual number one country in the world in rugby and that, that that's in over new zealand south africa england france um and there's a competition called the six nations it looks like ireland will do what they call the grand slam um now that might be getting ahead of myself no I, i'm more of a gaelic fan than a rugby fan but at the same time you'd I'd still watch it yeah and, uh, there's a world cup coming up this year whereby well we there'll be people counting their chickens before they hatch that's for sure but uh, yeah the that is, is currently going on. And I think on St. Patrick's Day, Ireland are playing, or sorry, on the 18th, the Saturday, Ireland are actually playing England in Dublin. And if they win that game, they'll have won the kind of the Grand Slam, which is a kind of a, a rarity. It might get done once every 12, 13 years. Ireland up until recently had, every, only, had only done it once. I think they've done it maybe twice in the last 10 years, but like it, throughout history, there was, wasn't something that was really achieved. So they're in a good place. That's incredible. And and I, I've been exposed to rugby enough. Let's say that I have a ton of friends who are Australian or you know ah, live, okay. living yeah. abroad for a long time. A lot of places I go, there's only like cricket and Aussie rules and rugby on TV, much to my chagrin. But um. <laughs> You know, and and but I remember as far back as '99 being in New Zealand and the All Blacks and how big, how big, and I think they won it that year. But they how had, big a deal well rugby done. was? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ireland beat the All Blacks. I think for the first time in New Zealand last, they only ever won once. When then they they did they went and beat them this year or sorry last year. I keep thinking we're in 2022. They went and actually won a series over there, which they'd never done. They'd only ever won one actual match. You know, um, so that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they re it's really they are really, 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 um, and I don't say this as a huge rugby fan, but they're a fantastic team. 
No, I you, you actually got my interest. I might actually check out that game on the 18th, see if I could see it online or yeah, yeah. start start rooting for him a little bit. Come on, the boys in green will be the phrase, you know? So are there is there going to be like J.C. Mortgage um, sponsorship <laughs> for the Irish rugby? Is it going to be on their, no, their, I, I, as their I said, sweaters I'd be or whatever a, you call it? I'd be more of a Gaelic fan, so I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I don't want to just be one of these guys jumping on a bandwagon, you know? <laughs> good man, good man. All right, John, now on the TN Mortgage podcast, we're going to cover a question that a lot of foreigners and expats who are moving to Ireland have. A lot of people probably are Googling this, and that is, can foreigners actually own real estate in Ireland? Well, no, that's that's an excellent question. And well, in short, the answer is yes, absolutely. It does like everything else come with a few extra um, curricular activities that are required, or in other words, small red tape. Um, but as it as it stands, I would say about seventy percent of all my clients aren't Irish. Okay, mm. so that might seventy percent. So of all my clients are not Irish. Okay, wow. we one of my colleagues, Soya, who we must get on to have a chat with you one of the days. Um, she's been with me now for seven years. She is from Brazil, and literally one of her core markets is the Brazilian um people over here. The sorry, the Brazilian nationality over here, and there's lots and lots of them, and she's been able to help a lot, a lot of them. So, mm. from a Brazilian point of view, that's one nationality that we have well i think we are the only broker in ireland that are servicing exclusively the brazilian population with mm. a native brazilian but that just happens to be lucky and she's brilliant at what she does so it's a it's one market but thanks to yourself um i have a bit of a good reputation among the american ex- expats that are here and oh and i'll all- do my, i'll do my best to muddy your reputation <laughs> believe me well i think well, i think the term was the mortgage <laughs> king but we we're, we're not going <laughs> to revisit that okay um but so i would have and then i would have another a lot of south africans believe it or not that would be um i have apparently have developed a good reputation within among their community and each community seems to they talk to themselves in effect mm-hmm. so they're all have come over and then they form their own little community when and, and they kind of help each other and and make recommendations as to who's good for a particular thing so mm. um we would then help a lot of people from india we would help a lot of people from pakistan um and then they'd be kind of them if i was to kind of group them there would be brazilians americans south africans indians and pakistan they'd be the five core nationalities that we'd have now to be others as well such as um they're all kind of non others in europe too like a lot of other european yeah absolutely but there is a difference between european and non-european and and really what i view sorry i mean the way the banks view the individuals is are they um european then they were they get treated in one regard and in relation to your question i'm kind of focused on the non-european people Mm -hmm. okay and this is the, the piece of information that's really really important for them okay um in theory, once you arrive in the country, if you've got a, if you're working for six months, one of the banks will actually lend to them. Okay. Okay. Um, however, they will only lend eighty percent of the cost price, mm-hmm. so it would mean that they'd have to bring twenty percent to the deal themselves. Okay. There are other banks that will lend non-Europeans ninety percent, but they would need to be working for a full year. Okay. okay, so there's a there's a big difference. So suddenly, if you've only got the ten percent available, 
well, you're going to have to wait another six months before the banks that will lend 90%. Um, because some of the banks will only lend 80% to people, but they have to, as long as they haven't been here for two years. So there's a, mm-hmm. there, there is a bit of a significant breakdown, but one year really is the, um, is the goal is or is the kind of in the main the people who are non-European would need to be working before we could get a bank to say yes because most people tend to need the ninety percent um, yeah but if they don't they can it could be done after a six month period okay? and even uh, if I could jump in even when you're coming to a new country six months goes by so fast one year goes by so fast so that's not uh, a absolutely. huge absolutely yeah um, no it's in, it's in, it's incredible like I have nothing but. <laughs> incredible admiration for anyone who's arriving in the country within three months and suddenly they're getting in touch with me say john i want to buy a house right and definitely arrived in the country three months and i'm going have you not experienced the irish weather yet surely (laughs) surely you're thinking this is not where we want to be um but no in the main anyone that's coming over it seems to be uh, that's the view in the main is they want to settle here you know and they want to buy their own home which is a great testament i suppose to the irish um economy or the Irish way of living because mm-hmm. it certainly isn't the weather, that's for sure. Hmm. And a lot of people come over for for work, I assume, and so they're probably pretty well set up, huh? Yeah, you would find out from the they will be going kind of well in very well paid jobs. So that, that like there are a lot of um opportunities for um expats in Ireland from a career point of view and from a mm-hmm. salary point of view. So they are being well paid and ultimately it, they they see themselves staying here. So they their next logical step is to settle down and, and, and get roots here. So, um, but as you rightly point out, um, a year in a foreign country isn't really that long. Uh, you know, I always start the conversations a year to six months out anyway. So I'm yep. always willing to, to get someone with a, give them the roadmap so they're so that they know they're re- when they're ready, they're re- that they're ready. They're getting their starting. their bank accounts all set up. Yeah, and everything's everything in, in good order. order yeah. So they're not losing more time at so that they get themselves ready for the earliest point whereby the banks would say yes to them you know mm-hmm. that's great and so with with foreigners as well when they purchase are there any other limitations not just necessarily the mortgage but actual owning real estate freehold or what they could buy or no, where they could buy no it? no discrimination on that front thank god it's purely and i maybe i use that word um wrongly but there's it's literally they'd be, they'd be dealing with their own solicitor they're buying the property as, as anyone else would be that's great. That that's a huge advantage both for them and for, you know, Ireland and and for what you do because as I mentioned to you before, a lot of countries have restrictions where yeah. let's say you could buy um they say you could buy air not dirt. You could buy a condo but you can't actually buy a house on land. Or okay, that's you know, interesting. Yeah, a lot they, of them do by that. The, sorry for going across you and I um, one thing the Americans in particular find very weird about our setup system. And um, back <laughs> back in the US of A, as they call it, um, they would have what they call a realtor, whereby a realtor would go and find them five or six houses and, and ultimately um, find them a home. In Ireland, and this is, can become a bit of a culture shock to them, no such system exists. Basically, mm-hmm. the estate agent, which is the realtor in Irish, in Irish language, um, in effect, works for the person selling the house. So they don't, no one gets any special attention. It's 10 people could be looking for the one house and there's another house and it's a different estate agent selling it. So um, it's it's a bit of a culture shock to them um, because they're suddenly, well, they feel at loss. There's no one actually helping. And I'm sure there's a market there in some shape or form for for this over here, but there's no one actually helping an individual 
find a home, they're kind of relying on themselves to make that happen. Yeah, that is, um, you know, since we've been working together, you've told me about that and I've learned about that. And that is, you know, like sort of head scratching from an American point of view. But and, and my question would be, okay, when it comes to negotiating, like, are you negotiating against yourself or you don't, you know, the, if that person's yeah, representing both no, parties? No. And I I have done a, a video on that actually in relation to the to bidding strategy because, um, and I probably won't, won't go into it in too much detail, but here you, you're going to have the psychology of your own psychology of fear of losing um, or don't want to pay too much. You're going to have the, the psychology of the actual seller wants to greed, wanting to get as much as he possibly can. Um, but then... You also have the psychology of the agent, okay? Mm-hmm. The agent wants to, in truth, sell this from any property as quickly as he possibly can, while at the, the main t- at the same time presenting it to the um the client or his client that he's getting the best price for the property as can. Mm-hmm. So if you you can work that to your advantage, but it is a very daunting um experience for someone who's never bought a house before and then doesn't have anyone actually working on your side on their yeah. side it's suddenly yeah. you're kind of you put a bid in and you're kind of going well this guy comes back and says another five thousand down you're going it's kind of a vacuum you're there's a layer of trust hasn't been built because in yeah. truth, the agent hasn't he's not being paid by the people buying the house he's being paid by the people selling you know no, that's interesting. And that's also, I think it's why it's invaluable what you do, because of course you provide the mortgage piece of the puzzle, but I know you, you know, personally and professionally, and you just love helping, answering questions, guiding people, even if it's not your job or you don't get paid for it. So yeah, I think you're a good resource for anyone, any foreigner who wants to buy in Ireland. Well, I hope so. And I would obviously include Soya in that as well, especially with the Brazilian thems that, we, that we're having, because there's a big Brazilian community here as well, you know? You have about a Brazilian of them, huh? Sorry, that was a horrible joke. Sorry. That was so corny. I'm not editing that out. I I was going to just say you've got to edit that out. That's going to make us Don't worry. It's on you, not on me. So I'll um, I'm going to call you on that very quickly, by the way. You got there just in time. (laughs) Well, we definitely have to have uh, your superstar, Soya, on the podcast next episode, huh? Absolutely. Now, she might balk at the idea when I say it to her, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to episode number three of the TL Mortgage Podcast here with my good friend Norm. Um, hopefully you got some value from this and obviously as always if you have any individual queries don't be afraid to reach out. Thanks again.